to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 207, The Mask of Mandragora. My name is John, and joining me every time we find some sweet, sweet masks and wear them around the house is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hey, how's it going? Um, it's going. <laughs> <laughs> it has uh, it, it has been a week, my friend. Yes, and it feels like it has been two weeks long. That week. You know, it actually does. It feels like we 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 recorded uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Which I guess is some foreshadowing. I was yeah, a little bit. Yes. Happy first day of fall, by the way. Oh, yes. Oh, is that why? Does, doesn't yes. the, yeah, the, the, this day felt long. This day felt, well, I think that may just be the stuff going on in your life and in my life. Yeah, probably. Today was not necessarily long. It's an equinox. It is an, an equal balance or a near ah. equal balance of light and dark. There we go. There we go. So I guess the first thing we'll we'll mention right off the top here is if this sounds slightly different, it is because we are recording through Zencaster, which is um, a neat little program. They've free they've made their free version during the coronavirus times. Uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, good. Thank you to them. And the reason we are doing this is because my mixer. Uh, I guess lack of a better phrase exploded from the inside. Yeah, just picture one of those Peter Davison era. You know, TARDIS is being stressed, and there's just little pops and sparks flying off everywhere. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what happened. Uh, I was doing my live stream on Sunday, and I went. You know what? I don't want to set up my old my my streaming rig. I just want to plug in to my laptop and have the mixer do all the work for me. Well, apparently that was too much for it on <laughs> Sunday. It kind of did a, the lights on it got a little brighter, you know, like bright for a second. And mm -hmm. then they all dimmed and faded and I lost audio mm -hmm. and yeah. So power surge and death. Well, the power bank is still getting power. So mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but thank goodness the thing that's making me happy this week to kind of a segue is uh that year-long warranty amen to that that so, you told me that today and i was like oh that's awesome yeah so Hooray. that's that's some good news coming out of pincroft loft over here we have been uh getting a lot of requests for editing so we are uh business is is booming as they Excellent. say Hooray. So yeah, there's a there's a lot going on over here, but I, I think because I went on I took Henson on a walk today and I went, what is the thing that is making me happy this week? Uh, <laughs> warranties. Warranties. Yes. I think that's that's a good good enough segue. Taylor, uh how are you and what's making you happy this week? Um I'm 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 well. Uh things are, are busy here and um I, I tell you nothing nothing fills a house like an entire first grade classes uh worth of scholastic book orders no way yes i'm not joking it, that 
is crazy. It is. You, I, it's something I never see because it always goes to my wife's school. Yeah. Um, but obviously it all comes here now. And so wow. it, yes, there are just books everywhere, which, you know, generally it's not a bad thing. I love books, but wow, just sorting it all and making sure that, uh, you know, each student's order is accounted for and all of that. And then they're, they're going to be coming here to pick them up, no less. Interesting. Yeah. A, b- a bit of social distancing, I assume. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. Just absolutely. Uh, they, their parents drive by and you just fling them into the car. Something open like that. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what we'll do. Or, you know, parent will probably come up with the idea of like, let's make a zip line. Ooh. He likes zip lines. Oh, that uh, would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, things are, things are well. Um, things are, uh, yeah, we're, we're just, I guess, kind of in a, in a groove of sorts, but what is making me happy? What is, Oh my gosh, just just kind of filling me with that almost galley-esque joy is that the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and the Occult, which obviously is not traveling right now, right. Um, just last weekend hosted PhenomenaCon 2. Yes. Their, their online uh, paranormal conference. So it went from one in the afternoon Pacific time to nine. No, uh, yeah, about nine. Cause you can stream on Facebook for eight hours before they cut you off. Um, and it was amazing. Just Friday, Saturday and Sunday, I was tuned in for probably 90%, if not a little bit more. Wow. Of the entire thing. Um, God bless my, my headphones and my phone for, you know, holding up just fine <laughs> through all of that. And there was just, there was amazing stuff. There was just some mind blowing stuff. And, um, you know, it, it was great just to kind of reconnect with all of that, much in the same way that going to Galley is is reconnecting, yeah, uh, with my extended like Doctor Who fandom family. Um, even though this was in a virtual sense, this was a chance to kind of reconnect with my grander like weird family. <laughs> um, and and yeah, I mean they had John E. L. Tenney, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, yes. closing out the last night. Just gave the most incredible uh rambling but meaningful talk i mean it literally i think if this was an in-person thing we all would have been standing ovation in tears and like hugging each other at the end of it wow um yeah it was it was really cool it was really really cool um so i know we're just off the heels of that but i'm like i'm ready for phenomenon three like they had they had like music they had all sorts of stuff it was crazy when was the first one because i feel like it Okay. All right. Because I was like, how long has this year been? (laughs) This year has been about 65 years long. Yes. Um, But no, this, this, this was this, it's obviously, you can't call it annual uh, at this point since we've had two in what? Five months. Four months. Yeah. Yeah, Four four months. Um, But yeah, it just, my hat's off to them. They're amazing people. They do amazing stuff. And yeah, I've got like, they even, they even had a con shirt you could buy. Oh, that's great. Like, yes, I am absolutely going to do that. You know, ordered, ordered some books. Um, And, and some of which will tie into some interesting stuff that we will talk about when we get down to the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. So that got weird. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's get to some Who news. There is some this week, so uh, let's let's check on in on it. Yeah, yeah. David Tennant is entering the Dalek universe for Big Finish. Um, as if you didn't have enough 
reasons to uh, order Big Finish stories. In April of next year, uh, David Tennant is going to return, obviously, as the 10th Doctor for a monumental new full cast Doctor Who audio drama series from Big Finish. This is nine parts long. Oh my goodness. Nine hour long episodes that will see the doctor pulled out of time and sent back to the era before the last great time war, where he finds himself battling for survival in a universe full of Daleks and mechanoids, Mavellans. Oh. And Davros. Ooh. Um, yeah, this, this sounds quite epic. And it will be preceded by a special prologue, the Dalek Protocol, a four part Doctor Who adventure set on the planet Exelon which might sound familiar, starring Tom Baker as the fourth Doctor and <laughs> Leela and K-9. That's great. Yes. Very cool. Just, I'm like, this This sounds huge. This sounds really huge. And I'm, I'm excited for this one. I think this is one of those ones that I am definitely going to be picking up. So our next news item I just clicked on and my uh, jaw dropped. Right? This is cool. So the folks over at Eagle Moss... Um, they do a lot of Doctor Who figures and stuff. Um, I know I've got my my Scaroth, Last of the Jaggeroth, uh, Eagle Moss figure. They are doing a Joe Martin Fugitive Doctor figure. Um, and it looks... Now, I guess what they've shared on Twitter, and that link is in our show notes, um, is not the fully finished final product. There may be some alterations no. to it, but what they have looks amazing a bit of a a teaser yes yeah yes so i am super excited for this this is one of those ones i'm like i will want this absolutely this looks i mean like you said it's not not finished no that it there is some 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 work that has to be done but (laughs) overall i think uh i think it looks pretty cool yeah yeah i'm not joking when we get to uh when we get to Galley 2021, no, 2022, oh, uh-huh. that hurts to say. That hurts to say. Uh, I, I will know, definitely, I definitely be picking that one up. Awesome. Good um, stuff. Yeah. And our last story uh, tonight comes uh, just within the past few hours. Uh, deadline reporting uh, that uh, Toby Haynes, who directed, uh, I think, uh, Big Bang Pandora Opens and Impossible Astronaut and the other half of that two-parter that I can't remember off the top of my head right now, um, is set to direct a Rogue One spinoff series at Disney+. Plus. That's very cool. Yeah. That, should be, uh, that should be interesting. Now, I have to ask, John, and this, this is you know a, probably an old question. Have you still not seen Rogue One? <laughs> nope. Wow. <laughs> it's my new James Bond. What? Oh, I I hadn't seen James Bond for the longest time, and it wasn't that I disliked James Bond. I just had never seen any James Bond movies, and I just wait. Have you still? I have now. I have now. Okay, I'm like wait. But I've I've seen like Casino Royale, like the uh, and the one after Casino Royale. So you've never seen like the old Sean Connery ones? No, I I have not. (gasps) John Pingle. I don't even know what to say. Look, I haven't seen E.T., so I'm not one to talk. Oh, E.T., huh? Yeah, I've never seen E.T. I'm just, man, I am just (laughs) sitting at my computer. I am, I'm so distracted. 
because apparently the Spinosaurus from Jurassic Park 3 was a river monster. Um, anyway, guys, what is happening? But no, I still have not seen Rogue One. Wow. I actually, I think one night I went, you know what? I'm going to watch it. And I hit play and I went, ugh. And I just turned it off, like, wow. immediately. I didn't, so I know, I, I don't know if Lauren's seen it. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll watch that there you coming go. up here. Hey, for what it's worth, we've only just started The Mandalorian. Oh, that's fine. We're I mean, only two episodes in. Oh, it's so good. It is good so far. I like yeah. it a lot. I like um, it a whole lot. There is um, one other news there, item. Yes, there is. This week's Big Finish freebie uh, is a Blake's 7 title. Um, I, that actually was not the news item I wanted oh, to. Oh, okay. Well, hey, you know, if you like Blake 7, go check it out. Yeah, check them out. They're, you know, Big big Finish still giving us free stuff, and yes. we appreciate them doing that. So my other news item is uh, our good friend, uh, Mike Soko. Yes. Over at, uh, go to his Twitter, twitter.com slash masoko. Check it out. Uh, he... I assume got himself a little a little gift in a cameo yes, yes, from yes, yes. Uh, um, from Colin Baker, and it is if you need a pick me up, my friends who yeah. are who are not going to Gallifrey One because well none of us are. Uh, go watch this video. It is the sweetest, most kindest thing. It's beautiful. I've ever seen. Yes, uh, I love Colin Baker even more. And uh, I think I think we here appreciate, you know, revisiting or visiting his seasons for the first time. Uh, We appreciate him even and especially with Big Finish, too. And speaking of Big Finish, absolutely hilarious. I didn't get to make the comment somebody else did before I could where he shows his recording space. And let me tell everyone out there, if you are ever worried about your podcast, not sounding good just look at colin baker setup and just realize you can do it too if he's recording big finish plays on a blue on like a newer blue yeti microphone you can do it too not to say you know the people at big finish aren't taking that audio and making it sound absolutely amazing with all the stuff they do but he is indeed using a blue yeti and i was like this is amazing (laughs) So yeah, go check it out. It's very sweet, um, and that's I think that's pretty much all I w- all I want to say about that because yeah, just go check it out, guys. It it's, is it's it's very cool. It put big smiles on my face when I saw it. Absolutely, and yeah. you know what? That's also what's making me happy this week for sure. For sure. When was that? He posted on the 18th. So oh, that wasn't that long ago. What a good yeah. Friday gift that that's, was. Yes, absolutely. A gift for himself that was in turn a gift to us all. Indeed. Oh, and I guess what else is making me happy is I got season seven and eight of Doctor Who for my birthday last week. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Birthday. How yeah. was your birthday? Birthday was good. Birthday was good. The uh, the food that Amber had ordered up for it arrived like just right in time for dinner, which seeing as how it came like super frozen, uh, we waited to the weekend to eat it. Oh, it no. Just, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was dope. No big deal. I mean, look, it's 2020. We're in a pandemic. Yeah. I'm like, look, the simple fact that we're like, hey, Taylor's having a birthday. 
I'm, I'm fine with it. All right. You know what, Taylor? I will tell you right now another thing you need to try, and I can't remember if that was last week or not. I know we're just kind of rambling about nonsense, but uh, if you've not, and you can, go get the spicy chicken nuggets from McDonald's. Okay. They are very good. Okay. And they have a McFlurry that is uh, Chips Ahoy. Oh, so, I mean, that's... I mean, treat yourself. I just might have to. Treat yourself. yourself all right guys Let, let's let's get into it um with this week we talked about the mask m-a-s-q-u-e of mandragora nailed it yep there we go mask of mandragora starring tom baker as the doctor liz sladen as sarah jane smith john oh no i didn't read his last name yeah. lamore lorimore lorimore as count frederico and Norman Jones as Hieronymus. Got that one, though. You did. <laughs> Written by Lewis Marks, directed by Rodney Bennett. It first aired September 4th through the 25th, 1976. And it is the first story of season 14. And we got some story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia. Indeed we do. But before we dive into that, I think because of the air date of this... I need to dive into my mind-altering synchronicity. Yes, that happened, um, which I would almost, I would almost argue, is actually retrocausality. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So a week ago was Tuesday, the fifteenth of September, and after we're done recording and the show's posted and everything, sometime in that afternoon, I'll go through and I'll clear out the notes and I'll start putting in the new stuff for the next episode. I just like getting it kind of out of the way early so I don't feel rushed. Absolutely. Now, when I had chosen the Mask of Mandragora, I didn't look at anything in TARDIS Wikia other than, well, and our page to see if we had done it already. Right. Right. Um, But I had picked it, like I said, because I... When we heard the news of Galley being postponed, people were sharing some pictures... I remember there's just a group. I would love to meet these people and just talk to them because they do these amazing cosplay of villains from the fourth doctor's uh, era. So we've got someone doing an amazing Hieronymus. We've got one of the robots of death. We've got somebody playing Eldrad and they are just picture perfect. And so in my mind, I have this picture of Hieronymus, the mask, the robes, everything and i'm like "Ooh, mask of mandragora yeah we should do that one so (laughs) on the 15th i'm sitting here going i'm like all right let's bring up tardis wikia let's get the notes in and i start getting the notes in and then i notice that it aired during the month of my birth like i was literally born between episodes two and three crazy and i'm like wait (laughs) what like it's the day before my actual birthday and i'm doing this and i'm like okay what are the odds like I'm, I'm starting to lose my mind at this point. I'm like, there's, yes, <laughs> you know, asynchronicity is, is, is something that is, is like meaningful coincidence so much so that you're like, this can't just be coincidence. It's like something more than that. So yeah, I'm like, okay, well now, now I've just got to just for the hell of it, throw the title of the episode into the secret cipher of the euphonauts just to see what it calculates. Oh, out. I forgot about this part. <laughs> so so I throw the Mask of Mandragora 
and it equals 252 in the cipher. Now you add 252 up, you get nine, right? Nines and threes are important. Yes. But in in the results, we get in the dark, invoke me. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, uh, continuity, double wand, uh, me, I am the visible, stuff like that. And I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. And yeah. then for whatever reason, I'm like, well, let's just try Mandragora because that's the main word yes. of the title, right? And Mandragora equals 86. I'm like, eh, okay, 86, you know, just kind of acknowledge that. But we get stuff like is a king and beware and filthy. Those all equal 86. So I'm like, okay, you know, fair enough. That was fun. Let's get back to the notes. And up in like, there's like a little right-hand side panel on TARDIS Wiki that's got like, you know, the writer, the producer, the director, the the air dates, um, and then it, the story number. Mask of Mandragora <laughs> is the 86th Doctor Who story. Oh my God. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry, I screamed inside so loud <laughs> inside because my wife's teaching my kids are learning and i'm just like squirming in my chair being like what the flip is going on like this was meant to be this is crazy <laughs> um so there is my incredible synchronicity storm but what i think it was is i think it was my reaction on the 15th of figuring out that this was basically my birthday story. Yeah. Retroactively causing me the week before to have this vision of Hieronymus to go, Hey, we should watch mask of Mandragora. Oh. Retro causality people study it. I think there it's a real go. thing. Anyway, story I, mean, I, notes. I wouldn't doubt it. You know, I wouldn't I, doubt I it. I literally watched an entire talk about it. I have a book coming called Time Loops. Um, yeah, I'm 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 a believer. I'm going to while you read one of the first story notes, I'm going to see what my birthday Doctor Who episode is. Oh, there you go. Yeah, go look that up. Um, all right. So we love working titles when it comes to our story notes. And the working titles for this story included Catacombs of Death, which is pretty good. Yeah. Doom of destiny which is kind of garbage like that's a terrible doom of doom of destiny that is destiny not great that's like you know here's a bunch of words that you can use in titles on a dice and that's like rolling snake eyes (laughs) the doom of destiny um the secret of the labyrinth which okay pretty good was there a labyrinth it the catacombs are kind of labyrinthine yeah i guess in their design um and the curse of mandragora Okay, okay. Um, With the start of the new season, the previous police box exterior was replaced as the old one had uh, deteriorated quite a bit due to wear and tear. (laughs) Um, This story, and we will definitely talk about this a bit, this story also marks the first appearance of the TARDIS's secondary console room, which was designed by Barry Newberry. Amazing. What a name. Yeah, I know, right? Um, And this this... Secondary console room continued to be used until the end of the season, making its final appearance in, oddly enough, the Robots of Death. Oh. Um, depending on the account of information, either the set got damped and warp, damp and warped in storage between seasons, thereby becoming unusable, or new producer Graham Williams wasn't very fond of the wood set, therefore the original futuristic interior was restored. 
and in addition to a shaving mirror, the secondary control room also has a recorder, a frilled yes. shirt, and a velvet jacket covered in dust. Uh, w- don't worry, we're coming back to that. <laughs> we're absolutely I coming back to that. I figured as much. Um, so Taylor update on the birthday story. Yes. So 1983, mm-hmm. nothing aired in May. So, so what's, uh, what's your closest, the closest for me. And I just lost it. The closest is part two of the King's demons. Oh, okay. Which I wonder Taylor, just yes. because, uh, you know, let's check it out here. I wonder when we recorded our episode of The King's Demons, because it doesn't feel that long ago. No, I don't think it was. Was it? Okay, was it, it was. It was. Birthday? It was June 9th. Oh, that's so kind of close. Kind of close. Just a hair over a month. I mean, our closest would have been Enemy of the World. Mm-hmm. Quarantine underground for five years. Well, I mean. Feels that way feels that way anyway <laughs> anywho uh let us uh move on to a world famous synopsis from taylor so take it away all right well the doctor and sarah jane accidentally take an ancient entity to fifth century 15th excuse me century italy where it quickly gets involved with an underground cult that worships Demnos, the god of moonlight and solstice, and also an NES game called Solstice, the quest for the staff of Demnos. It's a real thing. Look it up. Oh, yeah. Will the Mandragora Helix use its Palpatine-like energy to halt the progress of humanity, <laughs> keeping it trapped in the Dark Ages? Or will the Doctor and his super rad lion mask ultimately save the day? Oh, my goodness, Taylor. Taylor, all right. So before we get into all of the craziness that happened in this story, what were your overall feelings? Overall, it away? overall, it I found it I found it pretty fun. I mean, this this was um, a good episode with good action. I don't feel like it dragged too much. Um, honestly, I kind of spread my, my, my watch of this out a bit just because of Phenomenicon. Um, and, and we're also recording a day later than we normally would. So it's like, like, oh, well, I've got an extra day to watch now. So it's like Thursday to Tuesday was my watching of these four episodes. So it was, um, it was good. It kept me guessing at times. Um, I think everybody in it performed really well. Uh, there's mm-hmm. some great action scenes. So yeah, I liked it. I had a good time with it. I think overall I enjoyed it, but I, I don't know if it it's something that I would go out of my way to have someone watch. Mm-hmm. If, if not for, if I had people watch it, I'd be like, look at this sweet, sweet second tardis console and look Mm -hmm. at all these sweet sweet masks that we're wearing yes and yeah it's kind of crazy how um the astrologers always seem to be uh worshiping some other entity and uh they always have an altar well that is that is kind of a, a magical thing you know or or yes if the entity wants a sacrifice that's that that's a whole different altar but Yeah, Um, it was funny because I I literally took a few minutes today to be like, okay, was was Demnos an actual god or did they just come up with something? Did they just come up with a name for this story? And oddly enough, searching Demnos, you mostly get hits 
for this Doctor Who story. Although, oh. even even that says it's the god of moonlight and solstice. And then, strangely enough, there is a original Nintendo game called Solstice. That's crazy. The quest for the staff of Demnos. And I'm like, okay, I love it. that's all right. Yeah, let's run with it. Why not? That's a lot of fun. So I, I think while I overall, I, I enjoyed this. And I mean, full disclosure, I got a lot going on. And yeah. we'll get to that at the end of the uh, end of this episode here. I, I did enjoy it, but I'm not sure if I would go out of my way to recommend it. But I mean, the, just in the fr- it grabs you right away. Yeah, for sure. Like we're we're in the uh, the new or the secondary console room, which I took many screenshots of and put in our notes. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Uh, I love this thing. But before we actually get to that, we need to talk about Sarah Jane's dress and how it is made of awesome. <laughs> I when she was where I was like, oh, that's a really cool looking dress. It almost looks like a rug pattern. Kind yes, of. Yes, it is very 70s. I love it. I yeah. was like, this is a cool look. And then I think the story after this, we get the kind of more iconic red uh not suspenders red overall oh, mm-hmm, kind of look mm-hmm. yeah the red and white stripe yeah and but this this look is i love it but we head on over to the second uh tardis console room which i believe the doctor says oh this old thing <laughs> and it is wood paneling goodness i oh, yeah. i i think i i don't know if i put it in my notes i, I wanted to be like wait is this the first time we're seeing this thing like is, is this and you know confirmed in the story notes it is i just the design of this i love that it has stained glass windows in it stained glass roundels they did so much good work on this console and then like the center with the the shaving mirror and you have the coat rack and you have just like this is i'm bummed that either it was warped or that it was Graham, right? That Graham didn't like it. Yeah. That's a bummer to me because this is like you, this had, you could tell so much work went into it. Yeah. It's neat. I remember when I was young, seeing this, uh, seeing a story or two from this era and as a kid, not really liking it. I think, I think I liked my traditional console room. I hear you. But, But as an adult, I can totally appreciate just the absolute vibes that this room is giving off. I'm not sure yes. if it's more of a pub or or like a like a TGI Fridays. Oh my god. This wood it's, and stained it's glass. one of those. <laughs> you know what? I could dude with like the last picture I have when they go um so they enter one way and exit a different way. Yes. And it's like stairs going upward and there's yep. like a a wooden kind of uh, I guess it's uh, what is it uh, like um, a banister. Thank you, a banister. Very short. And Dude, that is straight out of TGI Fridays. <laughs> right. And I love it. Like just really old school yeah. Fridays. And then like, like the center console again just looks like an old desk. Yeah. And I and love it. There's it. not even a time rotor. No. At least not one that we see operate. Maybe it's <laughs> excuse me. Maybe it's it's sunken into the uh the console itself. Right. And the mirror sitting on top of it. But yeah, it's it's great. And I love that that uh, uh, Sarah Jane picks up the recorder and plays it for a bit. Yes. Oh, that was fun. 
That was a lot of fun. And then, I mean, like I said, this this it grabs you right away. We get the um, the TARDIS falling in the the blue and white vortex. <laughs> Which, and then if, we, if you stare at it long enough, not so much that it stares back into you, but you go, oh, wait, they've sprinkled some stuff in blue water and it's draining. Yes. I love it. And I mean, they came at you with a bunch of stuff here. They came at you with, I don't really know what to call it, but I call it the waterfall effect. Yep. And it just like really distorts the look that they give you on screen. And it, I mean, if you look at it long enough, it's made to make you feel uncomfortable, which it does. And then it kind of makes you sick, at least me. I was like, oh, I can't look at this anymore. This is, I'm getting the feel of the scene. Yeah. And I think then they descend down this. And like I said, love the miniatures, love when they do this stuff, the the crystal spiral thing. Yes, this kaleidoscope of rock candy. Oh, yes, I loved that. <laughs> I thought that was really awesome, too. Yeah. And then we get like the miniature scene and then, you know, we get a stowaway. But I thought, man, like for a story that I'm like, I don't know if I'd recommend this to people. They came straight out the gate with a really good setup and then we go straight to ye olden murders yeah definitely and i I love that when you see the the helix energy i'm 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 very convinced that they just like filmed the tip of a sparkler oh absolutely that's 100 and 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 just you know cso'd it through a scene and i just i'm like that hey it works (laughs) <laughs> it works it, it it provides an effect but it's it, it is one of those things where you look at it long and if you're like oh that's just the tip of a sparkler i'm like oh okay nice job guys yeah they were uh the special effects budget on this was was more <laughs> more yeah. more than more yeah. than usual because i mean what we had we had that we had the um i guess the removal when he removes his mask and it's just like not his face face yes oh my god we had the uh just like a red light a red circle light at one point Mm -hmm. um yeah they they were going all out and not only just yeah not even in just like the special effects like the actual like visual Mm -hmm. that's that sword that was on uh that melted oh yes that was very cool that's good yeah and um i'm trying to think oh then that guy who caught on fire who i think was the same guy whose sword melted i can't remember he looked like he was encrusted with yes blue rock candy and then persuasion i don't know yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then when they you know when they were uh miniature seemingly miniaturized the echo of that room was also a great just another great sound effect so a lot of great effects going on throughout this and i mean the other thing that just uh really caught my eye were the masks oh the masks are so well done there's just many many masks that the brethren wear mm-hmm. um we have and they all look very frightening yeah they did a really good job with that and i love um that the oh my goodness that um uh Hieronymus's mask is just like it's basically his face. I love it. Just very evil with the insane beard. Yes. Yeah, it's supposed to be the face of Demnos. I mean, they look what they look one in the same. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, but yeah, just just really great 
Oh, and then the lion's mask. Oh my goodness, the best mask of them all. That lion's mask was insane. Also, if you don't have a picture for this week, may I suggest my picture that I didn't mean to take of Tom Baker's face with the lion's mask? Oh, peeking over the... uh... I was just trying to get a yeah. I was just trying to get a picture of the mask, and then he peeked over as I yes. screenshotted it. Absolutely! Oh my gosh, how can I save this thing? So that was, I mean, mask design. They were they were killing it on all the uh, the special effects and the visual effects for sure. Yeah, and I mean, you did mention earlier that uh, I mean, Norman Jones did a great job. I thought as uh, Hieronymus. Mm-hmm. He was a very good. I I would classify him as villain A. We had like three villains in this. Yeah, one of which looked like um, the bad guy from Shrek. I think that's Frederico. Yeah, Frederico. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're not wrong. The the, the 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 kind of page boy haircuts of this. Time oh my three. Yeah, left and I think desired. he. I feel like he wasn't the only one. No, Giuliano totally did as well. Um, who, what was the, the redheaded dude? I think it was Marco, um, did not, he had a slightly, slightly more normal haircut, but yes, the, ah, the King Farquaad haircut. (laughs) Yes. So far. King Farquaad. Yes. Also Shrek musical. Fantastic. If you have not listened or seen. No, I haven't. It's very well done. Really? Okay. But I mean, for me, the only other thing. And I think we mentioned it when we did a uh, a Tom Baker story last time is the comedy is there. Yes. It it always hits. I mean, Tom Baker just killing it. Puts the onion. Was it an onion or was it an apple hmm. on Man, the end what? of the dude's sword? Uh, I, no, I think it was an orange. Oh, it was an orange? I believe so. Huh. Yeah, it's an orange right here. Lol. Doctor putting the orange on the sword and then coming out with a massive noisemaker. Yes. <laughs> Distracts them with the noisemaker and steals yes. one of the one of two horses he steals yes. in this serial, which is just great. The second time is is just equally as funny because at, while I didn't think the cliffhangers were strong, I thought the first one was because, I mean, the doctor, you know, is just going to get executed for whatever reason. Also, Sarah Jane going to get sacrificed. Yes. And also the executioner's beard game was on point as well. It definitely was. And it was crazy. I have to say, though, because it, it comes off that cliffhanger, the way that he distracts the executioner. Yes. And gets out of there just like uses the scarf, trips him up and gets the heck out of there steals another horse but i also love that the the way before he trips him up with the scarf is he gets him to stop by simply saying excuse me yes <laughs> which i mean is very funny and how many times people tried that back in history excuse i don't me. know no, sorry chop <laughs> and then i mean another like really ridiculous moment is when Sarah Jane's about to get sacrificed and uh, Hieronymus has the the dagger up in the air. And then we see it's a goes to a shot of Sarah Jane and she just her her upper half just slowly moves out of frame. And then oh, you see yes. that the doctor's taking him, her away from the, the altar and Hieronymus just stabs nothing. Yep. Like he literally just slides her off the plinth. Yes. There, and it's like, wow. 
very, very <laughs> funny. So, I mean, there was a lot of good stuff going on throughout this. Um, but yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. I think, um, I think I read a note that this was like the first somewhat historically accurate, not accurate, historically uh, set. Yeah. Since, um, what was it? I just oh, read it since yeah, the gun yeah. gunsling gunslinger. It, it had gunfighters a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not really, I don't know. I don't know where the disconnect was with me, but there was a lot of stuff that I did. I did like, and I think in general, we are a, a positive podcast. We try to find the positives in, in anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think, I don't know. I think, um, for me, oh, and we didn't even talk about the lightning bolts. Lightning bolt powers. Yes. So much lightning bolt. Palpatine, all of them. <laughs> um, but I think just in general, it, it was a pretty straightforward story for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know that you are very busy <laughs> and everything. And I know that when I'm busy and I'm trying to like cram in some Doctor Who for stuff, I know that I get a little disconnected from the story. Cause I've had plenty of times where you're like, Oh, there was this and there was that. And it was great. And I was like, Oh yeah, it totally was. Yeah. <laughs> Why wasn't I picking up on that? You know? So I totally get it, man. That happens. You, you are swamped. Um, but man, yeah. The, like I said, I mean, I'm looking, just looking back at my notes and I was like, God, yeah, this, this story was actually really full of a lot of action. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I mean, the other thing, like the more I think about it, that final masquerade scene yes is i mean we haven't gotten to the behind the couch scale yet but it's rather terrifying it is a bit yeah because they're all surrounded and 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 like the the brotherhood comes in um not to mention i think after the doctor and hieronymus kind of have a bit of a face-off yeah mask off literally um and so there's a bit of a misdirect in there too but there's there's the way shoot i didn't write down the word but in that scene where you think it's hieronymus uh yes talking at the altar uh no not at the altar up in the ballroom oh right right right. there's i don't i think it's the word sacrifice i think it's the word sacrifice the way that tom baker says that you can there's just something in how he says it where you're like oh no that's Tom Baker's voice. <laughs> that, that's his like, Ooh, it's, it's killing me. Cause I, I didn't pay attention to exactly how he said it, but there's something in how he says it where I'm like, no, only Tom Baker says it that way. <laughs> uh, I didn't I, catch that. I actually rewound after the big reveal. Yeah. But I did not catch that. It is very, very slight. Um, and I think if I hadn't been watching it really closely at lunch today, I didn't, I don't think I would have caught it. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, oh, they switched, they switched, didn't they? And then it turns out that they totally did. Um, and, and then we, we get salami sandwiches. <laughs> that line, I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was funny, but it was just like, it was very weird, but I, I, I did think it was funny. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, some of these, there was one point where, where the, the fight scene, the sword fighting scene was so good. I was like, dude, tooth and claw ain't got nothing on this scene. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, 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 there was some, some sword fighting scenes. The one scene, the one part that kind of made me laugh really hard. Are you talking about the one where the doctor uh, 
comes back to save him and they're dual fighting everybody. Um, yeah, I think this beginning of episode three. Right. And yeah, that's when we find out, I think where we find out, uh, is it, uh, Gulano? Giuliano. Giuliano. Not a flat earther guys. He's not a flat earther. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I thought that was very funny, but that fight was fun up until the point when the brethren comes to fight off the guards and that one guy in the cloak does like a ju- a needless jumping bow staff block, and I laughed so <laughs> hard. I'll gif it and I'll I'll send it to you. Yes, it, it is it is very very funny. But yeah, up until that moment, the sword fight was a lot of fun. Yeah, but there's there really is there's a lot of good stuff in this story. Um, you know, aside from Hieronymus hypnotizing Sarah Jane Smith with his, with his keychain. Um, oh yes. We 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 actually get we actually get some hint at the TARDIS telepathic circuits being able to translate for people. That's to right. Travel in the TARDIS. This is this is if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time this kind of actually gets addressed, which is crazy. Yeah, it's like crazy to think about. We're in the fourth Doctor. Right. And we're traveling all over the place. Right. We're we're in season fourteen, and it's like, oh, yeah, we probably should explain that a little bit. Yeah um yeah it's so good i mean yeah <laughs> i'm like looking at my notes and I, I like i could jump all over the place you know um like sarah jane smith dressed all fancy love it oh yes yes it's great absolutely how she a- is able to know how to do these dances with nobody explaining it to her first i don't know but i'm not going to question <laughs> it because it's doctor who yeah i mean i would say i thought like like i said the masquerade scene although terrifying at the end i think was also very well done and i think that also had another like great set piece which was like the throne room yes which goodness that that also looked amazing and uh yeah they had the whole end scene with the masquerade there and everyone was all dressed up and like i we mentioned the brethren's masks for the most part but mm-hmm. every everybody's mask looked great yeah they did yeah. such a good job in that you know that made me pretty happy to see one of one of my happy moments from this <laughs> well and i thought it was interesting that of course you know they get to the very end of the episode and they they figure out that like the mandragora helix energy is supposed to kind of like come back around and like mm, say 500 years just about the end of the 20th century and i instantly went say what i'm like i i hope that got addressed somewhere i hope that came up somewhere so i had to go and look it up and yes in a series of uh comics i'm pretty sure it was um they do actually address the whole like you know 1999 ish era energy. So it, it did it did get continued on. I think the Mandragor energy makes some appearances in or at least references in some some of the novels. Yeah, it, it does have a couple of references also, apparently in the um, not a big finish audio, obviously, because Peter Capaldi is not doing it. He apparently reg- he expresses regret for bringing it uh, the Helix oh. to Italy. Yes. Yes. Very cool. That. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it's nice to say that it's a mention like that did not just get left on the floor and, and not right. brought up in some other way. And, uh, RTD says that the ancient lights, uh, w- he likes to think that they were distant cousins. 
Oh, really? I missed yes. that. Nice. I think in, is that, which episode? Is that my least favorite Doctor Who episode? No, Death of the Doctor? No, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, I was going to say Love and Monsters. No, no, no. The the one with the uh, the doctor, <laughs> the doctor running the Olympic torch. Oh, fear her. No, turn left. No. No, fear her. Fear her. Yeah, sorry. Ugh. <laughs> don't don't like whispering children generally speaking they're spooky anyway all right so um oh man let you're, us uh do you got any last words um man i'm glad we did this story yeah I'm glad we did it when we did it i think it was meant to be yes um um yeah and now i guess i'm ready for you to quote unquote push the button so i am now pushing the button I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time for the Duggan scale. Perfect. Thank you. Nailed it. Yes. Uh, I've been spoilers. Mess it up. <laughs> no, spoilers. Uh, with my mixer dying, my soundboard also is dead because they are one in the same. Yeah. So bummer there, but. I think you nailed it. All maybe, right. So maybe, Doug, maybe I'll just cut the, cut that out for a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> so Doug, Doug and scale. Let's see here. Let's, let's try and go over everything. Uh, I don't think anything was actually crushed. Um, we did have some cool sword fights. Yep. We had some sword and, fights. I think one of, I think count Frederico's men does this amazing flying leap. Oh, and I mean, we have the doctor tripping people up with his scarf and also jump kicking. I oh. believe it was Hieronymus. Yes, that was an amazing kick in the chest. I lost my mind when I saw that. That that is now a gif on on the worldwide. I think I should just make a podcastica. Uh, what is it? Giffy or whatever it is. Yes, I think you should. And that way we could, they'll just live on the internet in a thing forever. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think I have most of them. But anyway, so the doctor's getting involved. There's a lot of uh, of fighting. There's a lot of um, guys getting torched and turned into blue rock candy. Yep. There's melting swords. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you get like an entire brethren like palpatined out. Yes, you know they all get powers and they're electrocuting everyone. Yeah, I think I will go with a with a with a four point five, and I think that might be a little a little uh, a little lenient. But yeah, wow. I think four point five is where I'm going to go with this. Wow, this may be our greatest discrepancy so oh, man. far between our two choices because I am up at like a six and a half. Wow, all right. I, I just I loved it. I mean I, I, I get it. it. It may not be traditional dug in of like, oh we need to get out of this uh museum. I'm gonna use a chair and smash a window <laughs> kind of thing. Um but yes. the action in this is great. There's stuff that um the doctor does like that kick that I've just I don't think I've ever seen him do. Oh, the kick is amazing. Um, anytime where you've got like big, like physical action, like I remember in the Daleks when it, it, it Susan literally is like, um, or no, was it one of the, um, um, oh gosh, one of the other guys and they, they just, they do this flying leap like onto a Dalek or something, you know, anytime where you yes. get like, like literal, like stunt work, you, you're going to get a higher score from me just because you're clearly putting more effort into the action that's going on and you don't 
necessarily have to, but it it just sells it that much more. And 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 that's that's where that comes from for me. And I just yeah, loved, all right, loved it. So all right, a little sounds. Yeah, that's that's fine. It was bound to happen at some point. Yeah. And it did happen. All right. Now we're going to uh, check out what's going on behind the couch. All right. You're just going to have to pretend the music is playing because it's <laughs> time for the behind the couch scale. <laughs> echo effect, echo effect, echo effect. Amazing. All right, Taylor. I mean, like I said, I hope that uh, mixer gets fixed soon. <laughs> well, I mean, you could just pull the audio clips down. That. Oh, yeah. Huh? Uh, i probably still have them in the folder yeah or like you sent them to me via email just check your sent folder man yeah duh either way i mean this is fine i'm gonna keep these in because i think more people are gonna laugh yeah that's that's great so uh behind the couch what are we thinking here i mean i said the the last scene's pretty terrifying we get some kind of like altar sacrificey stuff all of the brethren's masks were pretty freaky looking yeah, I, I I think given everything, it's not. It is tense. It is definitely um, uh, you know it's threatening. You feel that kind of tension. You feel a little scared for our characters at times. Um, I, mm. I don't think the story as a whole is terrifying. Okay, in its nature. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's it, there. There is a balance in this one where it's like. Oh, there's, you know, some mystery, there's some tension, you're trying to figure out what's going on, what's coming next. Um, But then yes, you do have like the visual impact of the masks and you do have the, 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 the fear in the ballroom, um, you know, being surrounded and just, just the panic that's going on in that scene is just really, really, really well done. Um, Honestly, fairly high body count yeah uh and and i I really i think that one that one guard who gets basically fried and his sword melted is probably about as grotesque as it gets and it's really not that bad because you're kind of looking at him like dude why has he got rock candy on his (laughs) he should just eat that it's probably delicious yeah i mean sugar it'll kind of get you going again right right absolutely yes absolutely (laughs) so yeah it, it it is a it is an episode where you kind of have to make a call to go look. Yeah. Is, are these elements going to scare either yourself or your kids? Right. Whatever. Um, but yeah, there's, yeah, it's middle, middle ground. All right. So there you have it, folks. We did it. <laughs> so <laughs> we no no mixer. We did it. We got through it. So, uh, I'm going to let everyone know right now that your boy needs a break. Uh, I think we've done really good since have we been weekly since March? We have been weekly since the pandemic started. We have been weekly for six months, half a year, which in a wilderness year is unheard of for us. Yeah. Um, so like I said, at the top of the show, uh, things have been getting really busy over here. So we're going to try to do the the uh, the biweekly thing for a little bit. So there won't be an episode next week, but the week after that. And I tried to secretly look this up to see if there was some synchronicities going on. <laughs> but we're going to be uh, watching the Centauran experiment. Now, this is an episode that Taylor reviewed. That's right. 
over on which show was it again? I Gallifrey Public Radio. That's right, Gallifrey Public Radio. And I I wanted to see if uh, if the there was possibly the anniversary of the Suntaran experiment with your episode, just to see if it was. uh, I I don't think no May May sixteenth two thousand eighteen. Okay, so it's it's been a couple of years since I've seen it. It has been, indeed been a little while. I have never seen it. I did listen to that episode, though, and it was a <laughs> lot of fun. So we're going to watch that here. Some Tarn Experiment. Tom Baker is the doctor. Liz Slade is Sarah Jane Smith. Ian Martyr is Harry. And it was written by Bob Baker and Dave Martin, directed by Rodney Bennett. So two weeks' time, we'll be back. Yeah. Um, we're going to try that out for a little while until I can uh, get my sheezy together. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Six months doing weekly is an amazing run. I I have no no hurt feelings about switching back to bi weekly for a while, especially if it, you know, takes a little bit of weight off your plate. Yeah. Just just a little bit. I think I'll start to feel a lot um a lot better about literally everything. <laughs> <laughs> But all right, until then, guys, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at The Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica, rate and review us as well. Uh, you can also head on over to SoundCloud.com slash The N-O-T-L-G. Uh, notlg.spreadshirt.com if you want to buy a shirt or a mug or something and patreon.com slash notlg if you just want to donate monetarily but we're still in it folks find your local artists or local bakeries or shops and support them any way you can whether that be ordering from them or you know just giving them a retweet or a shout out somewhere for sure just get the word out for them absolutely they need that in this time and i i guess taylor since we aren't recording do you want to give people a preview of what uh the next episode of if memory serves is going to be about oh sure 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 yeah i'd be happy to do that um so at the start of october watch for it um and we'll probably plug it on the next episode of this as well we are going to be talking about our memories of the tv show robotech I don't even uh, robo really, really. It was like, it was like our introduction to anime back in the eighties. Oh yeah. Yep. There it is. Okay. Does it ring a bell? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Whew. Got scared there for a second, dude. I'm like, I'm not that much older (laughs) than you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Cool. Yep. Yep. Love it. Love it. Talking about that. All right. So in, in Podcastica's off week, you can head on over to If Memory Serves and check that out. Please. Absolutely, guys. All right. So uh, join us again in two weeks when we will be reviewing the Centauran Experiment. And we'll talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. I wonder how many times people tried that back in history. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Chop.